uh, again, for anyone that does a podcast right now, just ask yourself how you can level up your game. What more can you do with your podcast? How can you get it out there more? How can you kick your game up with the studio? How can you grow? How can you be more entertaining? How can you have a juicier topic? How can you make that hook even better and keep going and you'll make it. You'll, mm. you'll just make it. You'll become a category king in whatever topic you want to talk about and be consistent and keep going and you'll be there. You are listening to Next Up Nation, where leaders and influencers dish their secrets to inform, inspire, and entertain serious podcasters with host Tiffany Youngren. Brad Zood and his wife Greta have made money with their hit podcast. Even more impressively, they've stayed consistent in content distribution and promotion with eight kids under tow. Today, you're going to get a glimpse into how they make that magic happen. You know, if you're like many experts who podcast or are thinking about podcasting, don't believe anyone who tells you that you have to wait for a certain number of downloads or anything else for that matter to make money at it. To see what I mean, go to profitpodcasting.com slash listener to download our three pillar profit podcasting playbook. I'm giving it away to valuable listeners like you so you can step up and become next up. Now here's the show. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of OMH Agency, and welcome to Next Up Nation, a weekly show that brings you leaders and influencers across the vast number of industries who are happy to share their insights on expanding our spheres of influence. So thank you so much for listening. We're hoping you're going to get a lot of tidbits out of this, but even if you just get one, grab it, hold on to it, and run with it. So today, I am so excited to welcome Brad Sood. He is the owner at Influencer Parenting. Brad and his wife, Greta, are the number one best-selling parenting authors and help thousands of families all over the world with babies. They help them sleep, toddler behavior, parenting, and marriage. They have eight children of their own, which they homeschool, (laughs) and they live in Iowa. Wow. If you guys don't know how to get this thing done, I don't know who is. So, Brad, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Yeah, my pleasure. It's, uh, It's always good to be here. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I know I just talked a little bit about you, but how about if you share a little bit about yourself and maybe what got you into podcasting and also if this is your first podcast? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So not my first podcast. I think I've done, uh, I did, I think this is my fifth interview in the last two weeks. So I definitely try to keep a busy podcasting schedule to be on shows, but yeah, pretty wild. I think I'm going to give like my first golden nugget right out of the gate because it's, it's part of my story. That like, I'm just completely normal and average, right? Like I'm, I'm a small town guy from Iowa who is as regular as anybody watching this podcast. We have eight kids and we just obviously, as you can tell by default, had to become kind of experts with that type of, you know, parenting level and just kind of started sharing information tidbits here and there, particularly with baby sleep. Then more people kind of wanted to know how we were getting our baby sleeping all this kind of stuff. We had people call us like, like, Hey, are are you guys the, are you guys the baby sleep people? Like, can you, can you help me? Like, I'll pay you. It's amazing how much tired parents will just do anything to (laughs) make that happen. Business certainly is about solving a a pain point for your customers. And boy, I got a doozy. That's for sure. So everything just kind of, kind of started to happen and go from there. And then everything that came along, whether it was our number one bestselling book or even this podcast, it was just like, I don't know. I've never done this before. Like, let's figure it out. Let's invest our time 
and learn. I didn't know what an RSS feed was or how to have something on iTunes or what the deal was. And, and we just started doing it, dug in. That's such a big differentiator from people who don't have podcasts and people who it's just starting, you know, and it's continuing on and going. And that puts you 97% ahead of anybody else out there. And it's really just pretty easy to do. If I can do it, anybody can do it. That's for sure. So what is your audience and listenership? I know in podcasting, I always try to tell people attribution, like attributing where people come from or where they're on. I mean, where they're on, we can measure, but a lot of it, the measurements are not quite it's kind of still in its infancy, but we always get asked that question. So I'm going to ask it. I'm sure people are wondering. So what is your listenership and your audience? What, what would you say it's looked like? What is your reach? Yeah. So my, well, I'll talk about my avatar and my reach. So my avatar is a 30-year-old female mother with small children who does playdates at Chick-fil-A and works out and drinks Starbucks coffee in the morning and buys stuff on Amazon. That's kind of the avatar of who we are. And you're right. iTunes isn't necessarily like a search engine like YouTube is or Facebook is or obviously Google, right? So it's to get discovered on a podcast can be a long process if it doesn't have a solid base or a foundation from a Facebook page or a Facebook group or an email list or something like that. So we work with thousands of clients, but as we were going on, we were starting to get an email list. I mean, I'm talking like a dozen people, then 50 people, then 100, then 500. And we didn't even think to podcast. We didn't know any better. One of our students was just like, hey, you guys should podcast. I'm like, what? That's like for, I'm not doing, you know? And so then we're like, okay, well, maybe let's try it out. But the the core of our audience has been brought from Facebook, social media, an email list. But again, we had none of that to begin with. We've just built that up over time. So it doesn't take a a 5,000 person email list to start or a Facebook group with 5,000 people in it. But exterior social media is definitely how to get up and going for sure. Okay. Yeah. What is your reach? How many people? Yeah. We personally work with, I don't know. I don't even know the number, but I've I've got a free Facebook group that's got 5,000 moms in it. I've got an email list of 15,000 moms, something Mm -hmm. like that. We've got a YouTube channel that we're growing now. Didn't know anything about YouTube. We're like, well, this is probably, we should probably do this. So we're figuring that out too. So our podcast, Parenting with the Zoods, you know, we syndicate it out to iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. And combined, we get, we only have 25 episodes. We're not like, we haven't hit 100 or anything like that. But we get between 75 and 100 downloads collectively from all of our episodes per day. Okay. So okay, we'll so hit solid. we'll hit twenty. Yeah, we'll hit twenty five to three thousand listens a month, mm-hmm. and obviously growing like crazy. And how long have you been at this? What's funny is is that we we started doing it and we didn't see a lot of results. We're like we put up our first podcast episode. We're like this is dumb. We got like three listens, and then we're like, well, you know, we'll keep going. We did a stench, and then obviously our, our program was growing. The number of children we had was growing, so we kind of ended up taking some time off from the podcast just because we're like, we're so strapped. It wasn't a, we weren't seeing the return on our investment. But then over time, it's like, hmm, we got another student from our podcast. Hmm, we got another student from our podcast. Hmm, we just sold another course from our podcast. Hmm. And I'm like, we should probably revisit this podcast <laughs> thing. I think we were doing it wrong. We didn't know any better. Pick it back up. And now we podcast twice a week and wish it was 20 times a week. 
We've committed to twice a week and I've done that for a while now. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. I feel like that is probably a common story. You know, it's like you do a podcast and it's not like when you stop, it stops. I mean, you a little bit go into algorithm jail for a minute, but other than that, people are still listening and digging what you have to say and things like that. Yeah. We were so used to getting like instant return on, you know, return on investment. Like we'd run $300 a day in Facebook ads, we'd sell five courses and we're like, okay, that's great. But when we started our podcast, we just didn't get that immediate sensation like Mm -hmm. that. It was a different type of person that was getting to know us and growing with us over time. And then was when they came over, they were like the biggest fans. They were all in. They're like, I don't need you to tell me about the product. I already know it. I know who you are. I want that blueberry pie recipe you were talking about. (laughs) Take my money. Like the whole deal. They are our biggest fans for sure. I truly, you know, and tell me if this has been your experience, but I truly feel like podcasting has been the most relational way to market online that I've ever encountered. And it sounds like that's what you experienced. Yeah. I mean, when you run a Facebook ad, someone spends 10 seconds on your ad and then they'll go to their website and they'll spend four minutes if they're super interested. Right. And so you have, you have a collected a collected one-way relationship with a client for four and a half minutes, right? Or on your podcast, you've got someone that that literally sometimes listens to hours and like mm-hmm. totally gets to know you in almost a creepy way. Like you forget, you <laughs> talked about that one episode of your friend's blueberry pie recipe. And then when someone mentions that to you, you're like, what? Like, they're like, how do you, oh yeah, that's right. We talked about that on that one episode. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I just love it. What's the name of your book? Our book is self-titled, My Baby Can Sleep. Oh gosh, I love that. What came first, the book or the podcast? The podcast came before the book. (laughs) Okay. podcast came before the book. Has the podcast supported the sales and the visibility of your book? Yeah, for sure. So the podcast, I I think for someone who's, who's currently podcasting or is thinking about podcasting, one of the themes that you're hearing right now inside this interview is that the podcast is a hub, but it's, it, it feeds in and then it feeds out to everything as well. It's like a connecting flight in Chicago or Denver or wherever. It's just like massive stuff comes in and then massive people go back out to your products and your services. So it's this, it's this vicious web of mm-hmm. things linking to things with the center of the ability for someone to get to know you and it sells a ton of stuff for us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so good. What is a piece of advice that you would give to other experienced podcasters? Wow. Okay. I think podcasting is kind of like YouTube or kind of like anything else. Like if your sole goal is to just grow a podcast, you can certainly do that. But the advertisers, they're not coming for a while, right? So okay. if, if you're saying, hey, I want a podcast and I want to make money to get sponsorship. Don't hold your breath on that one right away because that that does not happen overnight. You have to have courses, products, services, books, consultations, phone calls, whatever it is that's going to be the source of income from your podcast for a while. If you are not doing that or don't see the value in starting that, you're completely missing the boat. There's a group of people who love you and love what you're talking about and you can bet your bottom dollar that they want to know more and would die to know what's really behind the curtain, like the real secrets of what's going on. We always joke around on our podcast and in our stuff. It's like, hey, if you like our free advice, just imagine what our paid advice is like. Right. And so many people miss that boat or they're afraid to mention it on the podcast. Don't stop. Continue to give 
more and more. And if someone, if you're like, Brad, hey, check mark, I've already got a product. Well, then great. Create an inner circle and charge $1,000 a month for five people to be in your inner circle to dive in and know your life. And you're going to be surprised at how many people want it and will pay it. That's such fantastic <clears throat> advice. I honestly, I hadn't even thought of that. Because I think a lot of the times we're thinking call to action, get clients, and that's a huge ROI just in itself. However, Mm -hmm. the idea of creating like a mastermind circle based on that, number one, it is just one of the best things you'll do because you get to sit around with like-minded people (laughs) and like lift each other up and like iron sharpening iron or as a leader, it really makes you up your game, keep you in the forefront, which grows your business overall. I I think that's a brilliant idea. Sure. I mean, the type of person that listens to podcasts is a guy that wants to go as deep as he can. I mean, when you're getting someone to listen to your 20 minute, 30 minute, 50 minute podcast, that's someone that's diving to the depths of what's going on. This isn't casual YouTube video viewing. And so you have a guy by nature that wants to go as deep as possible, create new levels of deepness for them to go and they Mm. will plumb those depths. I promise. I love that. And I'm just wondering out loud too. I know for my own self, when I've had groups like that, I feel like when you're talking on a podcast or you're talking on YouTube or you're sharing your information or you're, you have your clients, they want you to just know all the stuff. They don't really want to know all the stuff. They just want like, what's the least amount I need to know to get the results you're talking about. And they can, you just make the rest of it easier. And when you get a group like that, where they're digging a lot deeper, like you're talking about, you get to geek out a little more in your sphere of genius. So again, it's the best. It's great. Love it. Love it. So now do you interview on your podcast or is it your wife and you talking or how does, what's the format? (laughs) This is a, a great debate amongst podcasters and Our goal of our podcast is to have people endeared to us. We think that when people are endeared to us, then they are going to know, like, and trust us more and and purchase from us, right? We want to help people on all those good and glad tiding things. But at the end of the day, it's a business. I personally think that, yeah, you you can maybe grow a podcast faster having guests, even if they're guests in the realm, like if I was to have other parenting experts or sleep related thing, or like a one-off thing, like a breastfeeding expert or a baby stroller expert or a child product expert or whatever, it can add value to the audience. But our goal is to just solely be Greta and I, and to focus on helping people and endearing them to us. So we don't do any guests at all. Okay. Awesome. And then how does that work with the two host format? Do you usually have a script or do you have an outline? Yeah. So total disclaimer, like I'm, I'm, I'm honored you're picking my brain, right? But I think everyone has to understand not that I'm making it up as we go, but like, I'm just doing things based on common sense and like things I hear and like take it with a grain of salt, but this is what we do and it kind of works. It kind of works. I don't even know if it's like the perfect format or not. Our goal is to have a 20 minute episode. Okay. What we do is we want to have a specific topic within a specific category that we're talking about. We call them buckets, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have in our podcast kind of four main buckets. We've got a baby bucket where we talk about baby, baby sleep, whatever. Toddlers where we talk about toddler stuff, toddler tantrums and whatever. And then we have like a teen bucket where we'll talk about more tweens and teens kind of stuff. And then we have a marriage bucket, like a mommy-daddy relationship. 
we categorize those into those four things. We try to rotate buckets every episode. So our episode is going to fall into a bucket and then it's going to have a specific topic. So we'll do a toddler bucket video and we'll talk about biting. So that'll be the topic. So what we do is we'll open the podcast. We will lay a real juicy hook about toddler biting for a minute or so, so that they know and understand what the episode's about. They're going to want to stick around and hear all the good stuff. Then we'll do the call to action. Hey, really appreciate being here. Like, subscribe, leave a five-star review, all that kind of stuff. And this is your first time. We're Brad and Greta, blah, blah, blah. And then we digress for about 10 minutes into our week or a story or fun anecdotal things, all those sorts of things, parenting related. And we try to be as toddler related as possible or as bucket related, I should say. Then we'll transition into... So, hey, so speaking of bad, you know, we were at McDonald's the other day and this and that. And speaking of bad toddler behavior, boy, toddler biting is a thing. And I can't wait to tell you how we solve toddler biting. And it just happened the other day. So here's the deal. When your toddler bites, blah, 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 blah. We go into the message for about 10 minutes. And then we remind people again to like, to leave a five-star review, that kind of thing. And we're done. Yeah. I love it. First of all, I love your format. You hit on a lot of things that I think are really important. I love how you incorporate your call to action in your story. I think people forget the story part of things. So I, I love that you are deliberate about making sure that that story gets in there, especially when you're talking to other moms. I think it's a really good parallel to podcasting, quite honestly, because as a parent, you're kind of testing and trying and then you see the results and you're like, oh, that wasn't quite what I was going for. And then you can adjust it. And then you see how other people are doing this one little thing. And then you incorporate that. You're like, oh, I like that so much better. At the beginning of our conversation, you also mentioned just doing it and then you'll figure it out. And how inaction is one of the things that holds most podcasters back because they want everything perfect. And at the end of the day, it's really never going to be perfect. And starting with I mean, I don't want to say crappy because I, I can't imagine starting with crappy, but starting when you're not quite ready for it. And that's just like parenting. Don't you just do that? <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for this, but let's just do it. And then yeah. you just learn so much. And then you're like, okay, now I can see how this can be adjusted and my everyone's experience is going to be better. So it seems like that's the approach you've also taken to your podcast. Well, sure. I mean, to put it bluntly, I don't care who you are you're going to suck the first time you do it. That's just how it works. You're just, you're bad. And you have to get over the fact that it's okay to be bad and you don't get good until you get bad. So it stinks. And then it stinks a little less the next time and a little less and a little less. And then it's neutral, right? And then it's like slightly above neutral. Then you start to get your flow and your jam and you don't become a good at anything the first time without doing repetition and all that. And so many people quit because they get in and they're like, this isn't good. We don't sound good. I'm not funny. It's awkward. I sound awkward. I <laughs> yeah. hate the sound of my voice. No one cares. Yeah. Here's the deal. The, the people who are most successful at anything in life, but particularly business things and or a podcast, they all have one real big thing in common is that they kept going. Mm. They kept going, right? They, they pushed through that awkward to get to the new normal. And that's 95% of the success is just continue to go. You'll find your voice and you'll find what people want. People will leave you feedback along the way, little nuggets like, oh, I love that topic. Can you tell me more? Oh, I love that. Or like, 
I mean, look, people tell me like, Brad, shut up and let your wife talk. You know, like, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, okay. I, I probably overtalk. <laughs> that's, that's good advice. I'm not the avatar per se. Yeah. Um, my wife is. And, and you learn those things along the way and it's yeah. okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's really, honestly, I always look at those types of things as a compliment because it means you're reaching people in a way that they actually care mm-hmm. how you're doing it and, and willing to, some of them, you know, not so much, but for the most part, it's, they're engaged enough to want to help you and contribute to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really a good approach. Plus, if you listen to the top podcasters and we all know who they are, they're a mess. The thing I love about podcasting and what we talked about at the beginning was the fact that it's a great way to build a relationship. If you are perfect, nobody wants to listen to you. This is my own belief is if if you're so focused on looking just a certain way and sounding just a certain way, it's not going to resonate with real people because I don't want to be with that person. Like they're not going to be on my podcast because you know I, I just feel like exactly. I want to talk to humans. You know, <laughs> so. exactly. And and it's it's kind of how we ended up structuring our podcast that way is because in the, in the beginning we want them to know what the episode's about. But then we're real people. We have eight kids. Like things blow up at our house all the time. It's tough. Like our house is always a tornado. We talk about those things and and we take people on that journey. And then when we teach. We're like, okay, it's time to turn on the t- So many people think they have to go on and like teach hard for an hour or something like that. It, it's a relationship builder. We like to build a relationship with a point and a theme in every episode. And we're not teaching. And this isn't my normal podcast setup, right? Like I was scrambling. Our internet went down. Like I got, I got shine on my forehead. Like I've been sweating all day and it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's life. We're all real people. It's okay. Well, these days, that's what the news looks like half the time, too. So I think Uh, it's all good. It's going to work out. uh, Do you have like a studio set up in your house then? I I mean, with eight kids, I I feel like this is the, I have to ask this question. Like, how do you do it? Like, how do you have eight kids? Does someone wrestle with the kids while you're in another room? I mean, how does this work? Yeah. So, so my wife, I mean, listen, guys, I I understand you think you married someone special, but I got the one. Okay. (laughs) And she is incredible. And yeah, we're very systematic on on what we do with our children. Everyone chips in and it's a big team effort. Our our five-year-olds do their own laundry, right? I mean, we all have chores. We all have things that we can do and they love it. The children love to know their place inside the family. They love to have important tasks to do right? My six-year-old helps me cut the grass, like all those sorts of things. And they love it. Don't forget what you're going to tell me, but just a real quick pause. I just want everyone to soak that in and remember that in a few minutes, you're going to share how to contact you because I think that was the best advertisement for your program of anything. Anyway, go ahead, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Five-year-olds doing the laundry. You had me at five-year-olds doing the laundry. Yeah. How you get it all done with the eight kids in the studio. Oh, it's our podcast room. So we have just a little corner. I mean, this is in the office, but it's it's just like a little corner view like this. And I painted the walls. I got a couple of Walmart bookshelves. I got an LED light that shines on the wall. And I got sticks from Hobby Lobby that over there in the corner. I spent, I don't know, a hundred bucks maybe. It's where we do everything. We shoot all of our videos, our podcasts. And it kicks the game up like super hardcore official. You guys need to go see it somewhere, you know, on our YouTube channel at the Zoods. It really adds a ton of credibility to what you have going on. So to have an official spot, you do it every time. People love that consistency. People love the consistency of your opening 
jingle. They love the consistency of your greeting. There's not a lot of consistent things in the world anymore. When someone come on and, and whatever your greeting is, they love it. So mm. consistency and, and a professional. Now, again, you don't need that to start, right? But when you get there, invest, invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. So you'll do the recording and then do you repurpose that same recording for YouTube and social media? Do you have a do. process to do that? I do. We record the podcast. We video record the podcast. And then that becomes our YouTube video for the week. So we publish twice on YouTube, twice on our podcast. It's the easiest thing in the world. If you're podcasting and you're not recording it and posting it on a YouTube channel, it's the easiest, most no-brainer thing on planet Earth to do. And I would highly, highly encourage you guys to do that. Just get over it and put on a camera, record it and put it on YouTube. You will grow like crazy. We have someone that will take like a two or three minute snippet of that video and then they'll post to LinkedIn, Facebook. So we have like a content multiplier kind of a thing. Yeah. We try to cross promote and repurpose all the time. Awesome. If someone were to look up your show and which episode would you tell them to watch or listen to first? Oh my gosh. Well, it depends on, so remember I talked about those four buckets, yeah. right? It just depends on if you have a brand new baby. We just did an episode on should your baby cry and how much crying is too much crying and all that, which is like super hot topic in the baby world. The last video that I did with toddlers, it was one where my three-year-old asked me to go to the bathroom in the middle of church and he wanted to go by himself and he thought he was going by himself, but I followed him back and I was watching him. And I filmed what he ended up doing in the bathroom, which I won't tell you because you have to go and watch the episode, but it's a (laughs) really good episode. So if you have toddlers, we have a great video on date nights and the importance of date nights in the marriage. If you want information on the marriage, we'll show you how and why Greta and I with eight kids consistently go on date nights and we shoot for those multiple times per month and all that. We'll show you how to take care of childcare easy without any cost. On and on and on. Lots of good stuff. Really good stuff in my own opinion. Where can someone find you? Our podcast is just Parenting with the Zoods on iTunes, Spotify. That's um, Z-U-D-E-S. Yeah, like dude dude with a Z. (laughs) Dudes with a Z. (laughs) uh, The YouTube channel, you'll find it there. And lots lots of good free stuff that will help you with parenting and kick your game up for sure. Love it. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask that maybe I should have? Or is there anything else that you'd like to share? Boy, I don't think so. Uh, again, for anyone that does a podcast right now, just ask yourself how you can level up your game. What more can you do in your podcast? How can you get it out there more? How can you kick your game up with the studio? How can you grow? How can you be more entertaining? How can you have a juicier topic? How can you make that hook even better and keep going and you'll make it. Mm. You'll, you'll just make it. You'll become a category king in whatever topic you want to talk about. And be consistent and keep going and you'll be there. That's so true. Well, and I love that too, because, you know, if you think about it as business owners, we're really building our tribe, right? So if you think about that, regardless of what the platform is that we're using to get our message out, we are assuming that there are people who want what we are offering. And if that's true, why wouldn't they want to hear about it? Why wouldn't they want to come back for that? information and just really understand and, and absorb what you have to share and, and buy your products and services. Exactly. So get, get, get them if you don't have them like yesterday. 
Exactly. Exactly. So I, I really appreciate that. I really feel like you gave us some really good takeaways. We will have the transcript fully up on YouTube when this if you're listening to this, it's up on YouTube and you can actually, we will leave that last little list. I feel like those questions that a podcaster can ask themselves to up their game, I feel like is going to be really valuable. So we'll be sure to include that in there as well. This is my third podcast and I've always asked this question. It's so important to me. I love good food. What is your favorite restaurant and what do you order when you go there? My favorite restaurant is a local place called Treehouse. And it is a local bar and they do wood fire pizza and Mm. they have a pizza called the par three, which has bacon jam sausage and a bunch of different kinds of cheeses on there. It is our favorite late night snack. When we finally get eight kids to bed, Greta and I will call up, we'll order one and eat our favorite pizza. And in the last half hour of peace and quiet, we get during the day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that. That is so great. Thanks again, Brad. And thanks everyone. Ready? Go!